What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Home Roasting Pro Podcast. Roast coffee like a pro in your home. I'm your host, Jonathan Gladys. Let's get to talking about coffee. Well, guys, today uh, I'm all by myself, no interview, but I'm excited to talk about um, a topic that I just felt uh, needed to be talked about kind of early on, and it's just I want to talk about the the rookie mistakes of coffee roasting, the kind of the, the pitfalls that certain people fall into when they first get into it. Maybe you just bought a roaster a few weeks ago, just recently you bought a coffee roaster and you're kind of trying to figure out, you know, how to use it, how to roast the coffee. So today, man, we're just going to take some time and talk about the rookie mistakes that you want to avoid uh, in your in your coffee roasting. And so um, the rookie mistake number one I want to talk about is just simply not recording data, not recording data. So what I mean by that is um, when you're roasting coffee, I think a rookie mistake that many people make is they they just kind of take some beans, throw it in their roaster, and they just roast it, <laughs> and they, they don't record um, any data at all. So a couple things that I always do when I roast coffee, and some of the data I like to track, um, are are first of all just the weight that you're putting in. So uh, I would say it'd be super important for you to get a scale. Um, when you roast coffee. So maybe you just bought a, a roaster recently or whatever type of roaster you have. Um, but the next thing I'd say you should, um, you should invest in it. And maybe you already have one. Uh, like I just had one for brewing coffee. You know, I had one, uh, to a scale to measure, you know, my pour over stuff like that. So you might already have a scale, like a digital scale with you, but it's really important to make sure that you weigh your coffee that you're putting in. Um, and so, Maybe, you know, certain roasters require that you you can only put a certain range of coffee in, like, you know, the maximum is this many grams or this many ounces. So it's really important to track that information and write down um, and write the, how much coffee you pour, you dumped in and how much coffee you, you get out. So, um, you know, and you can track, you know, how much percentage of weight loss that you, you're um, – you're losing. And, and honestly, for me, that's not something I track all the time. I know some people are, are huge into tracking um, their, their weight loss percentage. And I, you know, I don't really care a whole lot, but um, it's just might be important information to jot down though. Cause I do, I do write down how much coffee I put in and I do typically weigh it on the way out and, and jot down, you know, how many grams um, I got out of the roaster. So that's just super basic is, is, you know, when it comes to re- recording data in your roasting, is just your weights, your weight in, and your weight out. And so, along with that, I'd, I'd recommend man, get, getting a notebook. Get some type of um, notebook. I have one just just dedicated to roasting, and uh, you know, I keep all my my information, my data in there. So what you know, what I'll do is when I get a new coffee bean, I'll just write the name of that that coffee on the top of a page, and I'll just start recording data. You know, from each different batch, because what can happen is you could roast a coffee one day, drink it, and it's delicious. But the bad thing is, is you don't know how you got it to taste so good. You know, you didn't jot down the time, the the temperatures, whatever. So get a notebook uh, and get a scale and start to record data as soon as possible. 
And so a couple things that you can you can write down, and you don't have to do all these, but just as example, like I already said, is weight. Make sure you're you're definitely weighing your your beans as they go in. You can record that data. A few other things you might want to record is, first of all, um, just your overall roast time. It's super important to record how how long your roasts go. You know, are you roasting six minutes? You know, are you roasting 12 minutes, 14 minutes? Like, what, what's your roast time? It's so important to jot those things down, like I said, because you can come back later and say, hey, you know, that one, that roast that was 11 minutes was amazing. So you want to write that information down. So, you know, write down your total time. Another thing that I think is uh, really important to jot down, I do this on just about every roast, is to jot down, you know, the time between when first crack starts and when you drop the roast. Okay, and um, you know it's important to understand. Um, in first crack, there are some outliers that are just some random beans cracking um, early, but you wanna they call it rolling crack, rolling first crack. So listen for that rolling first crack, and uh, that's kind of your mark for when you should start, you know, counting time. But but make sure you record the time from rolling first crack, like when you know there's multiple beans cracking at once from that point until when you drop the roast. That's a really, really important piece of data to know. And that's gonna really uh, affect how your coffee tastes, is how much time you're letting it uh, sit there in first crack. You know, are you gonna let it go all the way through first crack and drop it after first crack's completely done? Or for like light coffees, are you gonna kinda drop it, you know, even while it's still kind of in the process of first crack? You know, what's, what, what is that time between rolling first crack and the drop? That is super important data to write down. And if you're not doing that, I would strongly urge you to do that soon. Another important piece of data that roasters like to track is called rate of rise. Now what rate of rise is, is the amount of temperature in which a coffee bean increases over an amount of time. So, you know, the the y-axis is the temperature and the x-axis is the time if you're to look at it on a graph which is typically how it's how it's measured so um, that's called rate of rise and it's like I said it's just the amount of temperature uh, a coffee bean increases over an amount of time and so uh, that's a really cool um, piece of data to track but here's the thing is most of the roasters that we are using you know most home roasters that you buy on the market don't have any way of tracking rate of rise um, like my fresh roast uh, SR 700 doesn't have a bean probe so there's no way that I can truly truly track rate of rise y- you would need to have a bean probe in order to do that because you're measuring you know the beans temperature so um, we're not going to talk about that a whole lot in this this podcast that's typically reserved more for your commercial roasters that um, have bean probes and they're using a program called Artisan to track rate of rise. Now, some of you might be at that point where you've, you know, you've modified your roaster to have a bean probe, and that's awesome. If you want to learn more about rate of rise, um, I would recommend the book The Coffee Roaster's Companion, which is a great resource and talks a lot about the rate of rise if you're interested more about that. So rookie mistake number one that you want to avoid is not recording data. So make sure you have a scale. Make sure you're weighing your coffee. Make sure you're writing down your 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 weight going in the roaster, your weight coming out of the roaster. Maybe you could record the percentage of loss of, in weight. Uh, make sure you're recording you know, the total roast time and make sure you're recording uh, the time from when 
first crack starts until you drop that roast. Uh, that will really help you kind of lock down your roast profiles and know, you know, what type of roasts taste good with a certain kind of bean. Rookie mistake number two is not buying enough coffee. So what I mean by this is when I first started roasting coffee, I would literally go and buy like one pound of five different kinds of coffee because I wanted to explore. You know, I wanted to try all these different kinds of coffee and see what I liked. And that's a good thing. I, I, I would say that it's good to know what you like and to try different coffees. But the pitfall or the, the rookie mistake that I was making was I wasn't buying enough of the green coffee to really master it. Because to be honest, it takes a few trial roasts to figure out how to roast that coffee and it tastes good. So if you've only bought one pound of a certain kind of coffee, it's impossible to to really master that bean. So when I first started out, like I wouldn't buy that much of a coffee at a time. But now I'm at the point where typically the minimum I'll buy of a coffee is at least three pounds at a time. Because typically that's, you know, enough time to kind of tinker with it and, and then to have enough coffee left over to just enjoy it. You know, it, it might take a pound just to tinker and get a good roast prow roast profile and then you know so the next two pounds you can just en enjoy it and drink it and maybe share it with some friends and stuff so make sure you're buying enough green uh, you know enough of a green bean that you can kind of make some mistakes you can you can try different kinds of roasts and really perfect and master that bean uh, so don't buy one pound at a time buy I would say buy at least you know three pounds two or three pounds of a bean at least uh, to really try to master that that bean. Rookie mistake number three, roasting outside. I see so many people on, on Facebook groups and pages and stuff like that, and they roast their coffee outside. And I get it. I know why. <laughs> it, it stinks your whole house up. You know, you're making fire alarms blaring all, all across your house. You know, maybe your wife hates it, your kids hate it, whatever. I get it. There's there's a lot of reasons that you would roast coffee outside. But let me tell you why it's a bad idea. Is there are so many variables you're messing with when you're roasting outside. You know, is it winter? Is it summer? You know, what's the ambient temperature you're, you're in? Is it 30 degrees outside? Is it 95 degrees outside? Um, what's the humidity? That that that's a he that plays a huge role in, in your roasting your coffee. You know, is is humidity very low? Is humidity super high? Is it twenty percent? Is it eighty percent? Um, there's so many variables when you're roasting outside um, that you could. It's impossible to try to lock down uh, a roast prof profile because maybe one day it's you know you're outside it's fifty degrees with low humidity and you roast something and it tastes good and the next day it's seventy in high humidity. And you do the same exact roast, but it tastes terrible. And that's because, you know, you, the humidity is different. The ambient temperature is different. So I know that there's plenty of reasons. And maybe, you know, your wife uh, or, you know, is, is pushing you to do it outside or kids or husband, what, whatever the, the situation may be, uh, may not want you to do it inside. But I would find a way to do it inside. Um, and so what I, I've done uh, with my my fresh roast SR700 as I put, I found a six inch dryer vent hose 
and put it on the top of my roaster and send it out a window. So what that what that helps with is re- reduce some of those odors, reduce some of that smoke so that I'm blowing that out the window and it's not just filling up my whole home, setting off fire alarms and making everyone in your house very angry. So make sure you roast indoors, whatever you have to do. Maybe it's a fan, open windows, get a get a, you know, a dryer, duct hose to send it out a window. Do something um, that would enable you to do it inside because that will cut down on so many unknown variables that you can't control, temperature, humidity, things like that. Um, so make sure you roast inside. Rookie mistake number four, drinking your coffee too fast. So I get it. Now you just roasted a bean that you've been waiting to get for a long time. It was a really high dollar green bean. You know, you can't wait to, to taste this wonderful coffee. Here's the thing though, you need to let that coffee rest. If you drink it right off the bat, it's not going to taste very good. And I get it. We're impatient. I was impatient. You know, when I first started roasting, I, I would roast, you know, the night before and the next day. I was, the next morning I was making it. And I was realizing that, like, I was like, man, my coffee never tastes that good. Like, it always kind of has some weird, funky flavors to it. And uh, what I began to realize was I needed to give that bean some resting time. And many times you'll hear 24 hours by a lot of people, but... I've heard many professionals say, give it seven days until you drink it. <laughs> so uh, I personally give it at least three days before I'll drink it. But preferably, I'd say five to seven days is when you should really start drinking it. And uh, there's a video out there I watched the other day on YouTube that said, you know, between seven and 14 days, that's that's the peak time to drink your coffee. So don't make the mistake of drinking it way too fast. You'll just taste a bunch of funky, strange flavors that you really don't want to be drinking. And here's why. is because really fresh coffee has CO2 coming off it. There's a lot of gases that are escaping from the bean, and there's a lot going on inside that coffee bean right after it's been roasted. And so um, you want to let that coffee degas for a while. And if you try to drink it, you know, 24 hours after it's been roasted, there's still a lot of that CO2 being um, that's coming off the bean. There's a lot of gases that will cause your coffee to taste really bad and really funky. So just be patient and wait for the bean. And also, and this kind of fits in with that rookie mistake of drinking it too fast, make sure you're storing it correctly. Don't put fresh coffee in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> it will blow up, okay? Um, get, you know, get a bag that has one of those one-way valves that lets carbon out but doesn't let oxygen in because you, you want to keep your coffee sealed, but also you need to let those, those carbon build-offs come out of, of your coffee. So um, make sure you're storing it right. Don't put it in a completely sealed environment. Um, you know, fresh coffee needs to breathe. It needs to have a one-way valve. Um, it needs to have some way. So when you, you know, on those, those first 24 hours after you've roasted it, I wouldn't seal it at all. So you put it in a mason jar, just don't even put the cap on it or you put it in some kind of bag, just leave the bag un- unclosed, just leave it open so that coffee can breathe. Some of those gases can come off it and make sure you're storing your coffee correctly. In recap, a few things you want to make sure you're doing as you're starting out roasting. Number one, make sure you are recording data. Number two, make sure you're buying enough of a green coffee that you can master it. Number three, make sure you roast indoors. Number four, make sure you aren't drinking it too quickly. 
And a side note, make sure you're storing your coffee correctly. Hey, as we're wrapping up today, one thing you could do that would really, really help us uh, get the word out and get this podcast more more visibility is if you could leave a review or rate and or rate this uh, this podcast. It's super, super simple. It would take you 30 seconds. Um, you can literally just tap um, tap the five stars if you go to our podcast and you can tap, just tap five stars and um, there's a little there's a little button to write a review and, and you, if you say, hey, you know, stuff that you, you learned, stuff that you, you enjoyed from the podcast, that would be awesome for us to help us um, get the word out. So if someone, uh, someone's searching, um, like, like I was, you know, even a couple months ago, you know, if someone like me was searching on podcast app, trying to find uh, a podcast on home roasting that ours would pop up and it would be easy for them to find uh, so they can, they can learn and grow with us. So make sure you do that. And then also uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We will put out two episodes a month and uh, so if you subscribe, then uh, those episodes will automatically pop up in your podcasting app and you won't miss one of those episodes. And also you can follow us on Instagram at Home Roasting Pro. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Home Roasting Pro podcast. I can't wait to see you next time.